Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Survive and Thrive, a podcast that brings you stories and perspectives on how in changing times, leaders and organizations can not only transform to survive, but also thrive. I'm your host, Jennifer Ayers. As a recap, last season, we focused on change management and helping our listeners understand how to positively influence the change they want to see in their organization and how to minimize disruption and even normalize the concept that change is usual. In this season, our fourth season, we hope to focus on some of the important aspects that are facing many organizations today regarding the subject of the future of work. How can organizations create a sense of belonging, navigate leadership in a hybrid workplace, proactively foster diversity, consider things like personalized employment, and really help employees connect to purpose in their work? We plan to do this by exploring central topics around creating healthy culture and how that can make the future of work even more impactful. We'll talk to various leaders and provide our own perspectives on what's happening out there, what are companies doing, how are we helping our people in general embrace work that they want to do, and like I say, unleash the magic in the organization. Today, I'm super thrilled to have with me Lance Knob. Lance is currently the leader and business coach at Denali Consulting. He's a founder and partner at Breakthrough Physical Therapy and Fitness. Additionally, Lance is an adjunct assistant professor at Rutgers University. Lance also has a best-selling book called 4% Breakthrough, which we'll be talking about later in the episode. Lance, we're thrilled to have you on Survive and Thrive today. Let's hear a little bit about your background. Jen, thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. So a little bit about me. I am a physical therapist by training and uh, grew up in York, Pennsylvania, and fortunately found my way, started in pharmacy school and hated chemistry. It was a mismatch and luckily found my way to physical therapy, which you know is an incredible profession, helping people achieve their goals and you know, get and stay healthy, including fitness. And, you know, after graduating from physical therapy school, it only took a few years for myself and my wife, Jody, who's also a physical therapist, to uh, have a little bit of frustration with um, the way we were able to deliver care because we really wanted to offer hands on therapy, which we call manual therapy, and also really make sure we had enough time to supervise the exercise correctly and really integrate with fitness. So we took the entrepreneurial leap and subletted 300 square feet from a tiny little boutique fitness center and um, you know, did all of our startups for less than $2,000, literally walked next door to the Murphy's grocery store to make copies, didn't have a copier or a fax machine in 2004, made copies for 10 cents. And you know, we didn't have an outside sign. We grew the business. Fortunately, we had some mentors and who didn't let us completely go off the tracks and make any massive mistakes. Over time, I started to fall in love with the entrepreneurial part of things and the business. And as we were just talking about, I studied partnership and I really thought that it made a lot of sense to give the most opportunity to our best people in the organization, to all of our people, to develop them maximally. And our, our best physical therapists, we offered equity partnership and they joined us 
And in 2018, one of our partners, Dr. Nate Stouts, took over our first child and literally, you know, became the CEO of Breakthrough Physical Therapy and Fitness. And I tried to figure out how I was going to spread my wings next. And I spoke to a franchise consultant and, you know, realized I was a little too entrepreneurial for that and uh, decided to write a book and to start paying it all forward to help other entrepreneurs. And particularly, I love helping overwhelmed, overstressed entrepreneurs who feel like they're burning out or are burnout. And uh, I can share a little bit about, you know, a story that really makes that passionate and resonate for me as we as we talk here today. Well, thanks, Lance. And I'm, I'm sitting here laughing with a big smile on my face because I'm thinking, oh, gee, um, an entrepreneur that's overstressed, overworked, um, maybe neglecting their health. Gee, do you think you might have uh, a potential audience that <laughs> might be interested in talking to you? Yes. Well, unfortunately, I was also burning out, right? So I do know this is real. And, you know, by speaking and listening to entrepreneurs, this is a common problem. So I'll just quickly tell you the, you know, my story in 2011, when we had three offices and about 30 employees, we we just had our third child and they were all under the age of four. And I was not taking great care of myself, not sleeping enough or much, not exercising enough. And burning the candle at both ends, at all ends. And, you know, my body finally hit a tipping point and revolted in my, my digestive system, my gastrointestinal system stopped working. And for all of you who know what it's like when you can't eat and you um, may have to run to the bathroom at any moment and you're just not getting nutrition and you, you feel abdominal pain and nausea and upset and, you know, all those bad GI things, like you it's pretty terrible. And I was completely incapacitated. Fortunately, it was temporary and I was able to slowly pick myself up and it forced me to pause and to do all the things I knew I should be doing with health. But also really probably step one was to introspect, figure out what was most important to me and do some personal development. And really then second step, get some more of the business basics and fundamentals in place. And lastly, integrate all these mental health and mindset and, you know, exercise, nutrition, sleep and posture into my life. And, and by the way, what I just explained is the, the process of the 4% breakthrough. I put all that into a book to help other entrepreneurs prevent burning out and to stay healthy while they're scaling their businesses so that they can get paid commensurate for the roles they have along the way. And basically have a healthy business, right? Which is getting paid along the way, earning double-digit profitability and, and creating a valuable asset that they can decide to keep or, or sell if they want to. I love hearing about how Lance took his own experience, his own hardship, and truly turned that into something that can help others. It's no secret that entrepreneurs face a lot of pressure. As a result, many entrepreneurs suffer from poor mental and physical health. In fact, the National Institute of Mental Health found that 78% of entrepreneurs are impacted or either directly impacted by mental health issues. While many entrepreneurs can benefit from Lance's incredible knowledge, many leaders and organizations can as well. Lance views health, professional development, and our careers as intrinsically connected. So anyone who struggles in their health or personal development 
will struggle in their career as well. We'll only ever achieve success up to the point of our personal development. So really breaking free from the day-to-day chaos and the, you know, bombardment of notifications and, you know, communication and marketing and ads and really doing some soul searching. And, you know, what I recommend is doing that a few different ways, really slicing it a few different ways to really try to figure out what your priorities are and, and what's most important to you. And then making sure that you remind yourself of that, putting it front and center. And then, you know, secondly, these, these business fundamentals, which absolutely apply to organizations of all size. You know, Chris Ronzio just kind of built on the work of Michael Gerber with his new book, uh, The Business Playbook. And, um, you know, so many organizations, now that we've partnered with an eight figure, you know, we're, you know, we partnered with a bigger company and I'm supporting the leadership. And, you know, it's, a, it's an eight figure company now with 45 offices. And, you know, things are just amplified. If you don't have your, your, your framework, your foundation, you know, an org board, and you don't have your processes in place and people trained and then supporting people slash coaching them, if they're not executed correctly, bigger problems, things just, uh, you know, you fall harder, right? With bigger things. And then lastly, integrating your health and your, you know, mental and physical health through all of that is just crucial. Lance brings up the importance of mental health, a topic I want to stay on for a moment. I think this is something we need to pay attention to now more than ever. As I said earlier in this episode, 78% of entrepreneurs are affected by mental health issues, either directly or indirectly. And it's not just entrepreneurs. Nearly 50 million American adults are currently struggling with a mental illness. Unfortunately, experts believe the number might be higher as access to mental health experts is not equal across all 50 states. But it all starts with conversations like the one Lance and I are having. Discussing the topic is the first step to tackling it. The pandemic more than ever has pushed us to our limits, you know, both mentally and physically and emotionally and spiritually and in all ways. And I think probably part of the the reason for this, you know, so-called great resignation is people, a lot of people did some of the soul searching that I was just speaking about and they're deciding what's most important to them. You know, really to me, it all starts with, with your mindset and your mental health. And I'm really studying neuroscience. I, you know, I, in physical therapy school, I, I did my research on brain injury and I've kind of been reinvigorated in this area and just you know, listening to Andrew Uberman, who's a neurobiologist and reading Matthew Walker, who's an expert on sleep. And, you know, I actually applied to Neuralink, Elon Musk company, who is bringing, for those who don't know, he's actually bringing, in his words, it's like putting a Fitbit in your brain. So it's, it's connecting uh, our brains with a computer for the first time. And it's going to change the world. The first purposes are going to be for brain injuries and spinal cord injuries and strokes and Parkinson's and it's going to be some really noble things. Um, however, it is going to be just like the internet, any other tool. There's going to be a lot of good and there's going to be the potential for bad. So, you know, with mental health and mindset, I feel like it, it all starts with the chip of our body, right? The most complex part of us are our brains. I guess for the leaders and entrepreneurs, I would just suggest if you're not already, you know, meditating, doing whatever you do, to, you know, whatever you like to do, whatever you want to do to break away from 
you know, some of the regular day things and really focus on yourself and, um, and also decide how you're going to spend your day and make sure you do have your priorities in place. It's step five in my book, your success schedule. It's when all that introspection hits the fan and you have to commit to your priorities. And again, you have to place it front and center and you'll never be perfect and, you know, follow your, your perfect plan and week. However, if you followed most of it, you'll do terrific. And you'll also most importantly, know what to say no to faster. I really appreciate the suggestions here, especially around meditation. I think this is something that um, typically in the past may not have been openly talked about, but we even recommend it to our clients in, in the work that we're doing. And we've even led meditation activities as part of just the day-to-day business functions because it does really over time, I think, help a lot with performance and with getting some perspective as a leader. And you actually get into that in your book where you get pretty specific around, you know, what areas of the brain are are activated during meditation and, and why that matters and what studies have observed. So there's there's physical evidence to support some of these techniques to help support brain health um, and mental health and mental well-being especially in a leadership position. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not a coincidence that, you know, breathing with Fitbit and Apple, there there is mounting growing evidence with, you know, the research on meditation and the brain and, you know, simple breathing techniques as well can can facilitate relaxation and let some stress melt away. And also there's high quality studies which show changes in blood pressure within minutes. While meditation can certainly get a lot of attention in our current culture, it's not without merit. A study by Project Meditate found that meditation can improve anxiety levels to 60% of the time. Lance just mentioned how meditation can help reduce blood pressure, and he's not wrong. That same study found that meditation can reduce the risk of being hospitalized for a coronary disease by 87%. However, meditation just is not simply great for your body and your mind. It can really also help during stressful work situations. It made me think of a statement that my mentor, Jim Quinn, you know, always reminded me of, that you know you've arrived as a manager when you lean into the toughest challenges first. Also you know, some relationship coaches that I know, they really express that when you are having an emotional reaction, you need to to stop and circle back to that. So connecting that to the purposeful silence, I mean, the most of the time when I'm in the car by myself, I actually enjoy the silence and, you know, I, I work through the toughest problems first and I, I come to a solution, right? That's what entrepreneurs and leaders do. So having that that quiet time to be purposeful and in the moment um, can really, you know, not only be valuable to your, you know, personal health uh, if you need that self-care time, but you can also one by one just literally solve the problems that you're you're trying to figure out. When we start to prioritize our mental health, we can feel those benefits, sometimes right away. Like after a meditation session or a much needed quality time with someone that you love. And there's no doubt in my mind that an improved mental well-being can improve your business and how you're performing in your career. At some point, we all experience a time when our mental health isn't great. 
and we usually start to see this impact on other areas of our lives, such as our work, relationships, etc. However, the opposite is certainly true. When we start to strengthen our mental wellness, we also fortify other aspects of our lives. I'm sure that it's probably come up in your other episodes, but you know, low-hanging fruit is is sleep and really making that a non-negotiable. You know, as I really dive into neuroscientist Matt Walker's, you know, research that I mentioned, all the magic is happening between six and eight hours sleep. And going back to, you know, my, you know, really low moment in 2011, you know, if you're sleeping less than six hours on average, you're considered sleep deprived. So, um, you know, that's one area where I consistently see entrepreneurs, you know, that's the first thing that they give up when there's, there's just more happening instead of trying to protect that. And you're so right. All these basics, right? We know a lot of the basics about nutrition, but it is easy for entrepreneurs to, um, you know, not take care of, of our minds first and in on ourselves first so we can support others better. And some of the techniques that you talk about, even in your book, these are not fluffy things. When we talk about breath work, for example, you pointed out that breathing is one of the only physiological measurements that we can directly control relative to the heart rate blood pressure, temperature, echocardiogram, et cetera. So, you know, this is like real concrete stuff. Absolutely. That is one of the only physiological things that you can literally change, right? We can't change our temperature right now. So yes, definitely. Besides prioritizing the basics, such as sleep, movement, and mindfulness, what else can entrepreneurs, business leaders, et cetera, do to help support their own well-being? and the well-being of their teams. Well, you know, the one thing, you know, given your your kind of topic right now of like the future of work, the thing that was on my mind right now was was being a good listener. You know, today I was in a, a clubhouse room and, you know, we were talking about how to uh, we we're actually talking about burnout because it is so prevalent and certainly we're seeing it in the physical therapy and fitness with with young therapists, you know, really only working a couple of years and you know, we we're talking about how to recognize people, whether it be just, you know, verbally recognition and or, you know, financial and incentives and all those things. And to me, again, just listening and checking in with people, I think is so important because, you know, one of the people today was in the pharmaceutical world and one of the, the leading sales reps, they were just most concerned about being top of the leaderboard and they knew the incentives, the financial incentives would just go along for the ride, but they really just wanted that recognition. That's what drove them. And they could withstand you know, the, the greater work and they may be more efficient than some of the other people. Yeah, to me, like really listening to your people and uh, you know, as a good leader and, and checking in with them frequently, keeping a good pulse. And especially today, just like right now, right? You and I are not in person. You probably have to put a little more effort into that and be a little more skilled when we're doing these things remotely, right? And via technology. Not only is it important that a team will listen to its leader, it's just as important that the leader listens to their team. An American management associate discovered that 59% of respondents believe that management does not listen to their concerns. Many HR studies have found how important active listening has become in a company's culture. I also believe in affirmations in the workplace. Oftentimes, we face a lot of criticism from ourselves and others, 
And while feedback is essential, criticism can sometimes be paralyzing. Affirmations can cut through the noise and help propel individuals into doing work that is needed and work that they excel at. I mean, I can't even believe that you're bringing this up because, you know, this is like top of mind for me. I mentioned to you that I'm rereading Napoleon Hill's Thinking Grow Rich. And I think this self-talk, right? It's, it's interesting. Napoleon Hill, he doesn't really want to come out and say the core message of the book, but he's, he mentions whether you get it at the first sentence or midway or at the end sentence. And it's very clear what the message is. It's practically the title, right? Think and Grow Rich. It's all about the self-talk and exactly what you, you know, you believe in your mind and and you think you're capable of. And of course you have a plan. You just can't wish that you're going to go to the moon tomorrow or that you're going to be a billionaire tomorrow or, or do something unrealistic. You do have to create a plan to support that. However, it, it's everything, right? I mean, yeah, this is a, definitely a fun topic to talk about. Once we start down the path of better self-talk and better self-belief, how can we promote these techniques and strategies to the rest of our team? You know, as leaders, for the people that we support, you know, making sure they've got a plan. I think we have to be a little bit of a life coach and a little bit of even a personal financial coach and bring all these things together besides just their profession, right? Just their kind of work for us and our organizations. I know with our people, you know, our leaders and, and I bought them Ramit Sethi's I Will Teach You to Be Rich book because I thought it was the best financial planning book. And, you know, I think we need to be concerned about them. So, you know, this, this basic framework that I've mentioned, the success schedule, I've really seen success once people have a plan. Even, you know, the CEO of um, an eight-figure company who I'm supporting right now, when I first started working with him about six months ago, he, he said to me, Lance, listen, I carry my gym bag around in my car all week long, but I don't get to work out except on the weekends. You know, he didn't have a plan. So whether it be the leader of a large organization, a small organization, or in between, you know, we can help them prioritize their priorities, put it in place, like literally show us when they are going to exercise, when they are going to do some, some mindset mental health work, if that resonates with them. And, you know, most likely it will. And when they are going to, you know, take time to eat and not just go 12 hours, right? And, and when they're going to actually sleep. Again, I look at their, their whole schedules because to me, it's not just about their professional health. It all mixes together, right? It's their, per- we, we have to care about them as people. And then there are organizations out there, you know, uh, there's an organization called Meditation for Leadership, which actually I'm pulling into an organization now to do some uh, group meditation work. So there's organizations, I know they support Verizon. Um, there's ways, again, you can, you know, bring entire team, entire organizations, or even your leadership team and expose them to some of these things. Before we wrap up, I want to ask Lance, why 4%? Where does he get that percentage for his book? I think I might've mentioned Michael Gerber quickly earlier. He's the author of The E-Myth Revisited. And even for those who aren't familiar with the book, I know that almost everyone is, is probably familiar with the concept of working on the business and not just in the business. So he's the creator of that concept and um, his book is also excellent. And if you read his statistics, which seem to be holding up in all the newer studies, 80% of businesses fail in the first five years. And as Michael Gerber says, by the way, don't get too excited if you're in that 20% because within the next five years, 
80% of those you know, entrepreneurs and businesses unfortunately fail. So if you actually do the math, that's 96% of small businesses that fail in 10 years. Ah, so 96 from 100 is 4%. Correct. Ooh, I can do math. So yeah, it's only 4% of the businesses that survive, the entrepreneurs that, that survive past 10 years. And, you know, I guess my mission is to really reverse that trend so that 96% of small businesses and entrepreneurs actually succeed, you know, within 10 years and beyond. As with all my guests, we get to hear from Lance what tips leaders and businesses should follow if they want to just not survive, but thrive. I would suggest breaking away from all the noise and the, you know, the day-to-day distractions and madness and mayhem and chaos and taking some time for yourself every day, but definitely some bigger picture, you know, personal care and, and creating the plan. And then once you have your plan every day, make some time for yourself and decide what your game plan is and your strategy for that day. And if you don't have a working, you know, business and life plan in place, you know, I've also realized that 90 plus percent of of businesses don't have this and it correlates to the 96% failure rate. So I've created a fast and functional process to help entrepreneurs create a business and life plan called the Jolt Business Plan. And um, I share the framework with... uh, whoever's interested. So people can get that. I'll share that with you. You can go to denaliconsultingteam.com forward slash strategy and see that framework. And uh, for anyone who fills it out, rolls it, roll up your sleeves and do some of that hard work. Think about what's most important to you about your mission. Think about your vision for yourself and as a leader of the company, You know, so that everyone on your team clearly knows what the, what the end goal, what the finished product of your organization looks like so they know where north is and they can do that every single day so they're not relying on you to to do that and you know if they know the company's you know core values and culture you know your life is going to be so much easier so check that out break away work you know on the business make sure you have a plan do some strategic thinking so that then you can um you know execute and you have to make it a living breathing process i guess the you know, one of the biggest problems is most entrepreneurs, many entrepreneurs want to jump straight to actions, you know, rather than doing a little bit of the strategy work. You kind of can't go straight down to the trenches and fight the battles. You do have to be on the mountain a little bit. It's this interplay. And the other thing you have to do is you have to measure, right? Take the time along the way to actually record, know your, your, know your data, know your numbers, keep track of it all so that minimally once a month, you can see what's working and what's not working and then fine tune, make adjustments, make pivots, and that you can actually then survive and thrive, right? And be in that 4% of entrepreneurs and businesses that are successful. Very good. Lance, this has been great to meet today and connect. I'm so thrilled to talk to you. This, th- these topics are so important and relevant and extremely timely, especially given what we've just experienced through the pandemic. How can people get a hold of you if they want to connect and learn more? Yeah, thank you. It's been so much fun today to talk about preventing burnout and surviving and thriving, especially through difficult times. 
This is when our true character is tested in, in the hard times. That's when we, we really have to dig deep and, you know, absorb these, these gut blows and power forward. So for anyone who's interested, if you actually roll up your sleeves, as I mentioned, and you check out the Jolt Business Planner tool and you send me your first cut, I will absolutely offer 20 minute strategy call to help fill in any gaps and help you to create this first business and life plan. So that's denaliconsultingteam.com forward slash strategy. And everyone, please uh, check me out. Feel free to email me, Dr. Lance Knob at denaliconsultingteam.com. That's my Instagram, uh, Dr. Lance uh, Knob. And my Twitter is Dr. Lance A. Knob. Uh, LinkedIn, you can find me on all the socials there. And I would love to be a resource for you to consider, to continue surviving and thriving and not only preventing burnout, but you know, staying healthy and creating a healthy business and life that, um, that you absolutely love. Thank you, everyone, for joining this week's episode of Survive and Thrive podcast. Remember, at Consinity, we empower the conscious leader to realize positive and sustainable change. Until next time, don't just survive, thrive.